Hey guys, welcome back to the Love Kinsey podcast. It's been a busy week over here. This is actually pre recorded from last week. And I pre recorded it because I was getting ready to actually go on a trip to Nashville. So when you're actually listening to this podcast, I will have turned a year older. I will be coming to you as a 22-year-old, which is kind of weird to say, not going to lie. But I will go ahead and say what I'm grateful for. And starting with just this whole year, especially reflecting on this whole past year and how far I've come, how many changes there has been in my goals and my identity and who I am, all of the things which we will definitely be diving into later in this episode. I'm also grateful for my trip to Nashville. I'm just so excited to go. As I said, I will have already gone by the time that you're listening to this, but As of right now in this moment, as I'm recording this, I am just so excited to be surrounded by some of my best friends and being able to see a new city that I've never been to. And I just feel so thankful to be able to do that and make that happen. It's really the first time I've traveled, I think, since 2020 going somewhere that's not back to Texas or LA. So I am very happy to be able to do a little trip that's, you know, just for me and just for fun after the craziness that has been this year. The third thing that I'm grateful for is just community. If I'm honest, last week wasn't greatest and not really for any particular reason. I just felt a spike in my anxiety, which is really ironic because I posted the anxiety episode before this one. And, you know, maybe that was part of it. And just fighting that inner voice within myself instead of working with it and just it was one of those moments where I felt myself not really taking my my own advice and my own learnings in a way and just kind of shutting myself off but i'm really grateful that i have community that i can call on and that are supportive and that we can talk through those things and realize wow okay both of us have been having a hard week we can both talk it out and bring ourselves back down you know and or you know bring our spirits up and it just feels really good to have that community and have those people to rely on. And I don't want to say too much because I will get into more of these things in this episode, but just, you know, speaking what you're feeling has such strong power in it and realizing that you aren't alone 
Because when you do open up to those around you, it gives others the opportunity to speak into you and to build you up because, you know, other people aren't always going to know what you're going through if you don't actually speak up and say what's on your mind. So, you know, just feel encouraged that everyone is going through something. And I think when you're that person that chooses to speak up, there's something that's so beautiful and so comforting in that, not only for yourself, but for the other person. And it is inspiring to see other people doing that. So those are the things that I'm grateful for. As always, I cannot stress enough how amazing it is to just take time to pause and reflect on what you're grateful for each week, each day. It is truly a huge mood booster and perspective shifter. For today's episode, I wanted to do something kind of fun, lighthearted, never really done anything like this before, mostly because I haven't had a birthday on this podcast before. (laughs) But today I wanted to do a 21 things I've learned at 21 as I'm going on 22. I thought it would just be a fun way to close out 21 and just reflect on everything that I've learned over this year, how I've grown over this year. And it's just something that I like to do naturally of just reflecting on the past year. And I was like, it might be fun to bring this to the podcast and really just talk it all out. And I mean, some of these things are summaries of past podcast episodes, even because, you know, I love taking you guys on the journey, but I think it's a fun thing just to have it all in one little episode and just reflect. So of course I invite you to reflect along with me and I hope that you enjoy this kind of podcast, but let me know for sure. So we're just going to dive in and get started. So 21 things that I have learned at 21. Number one, change is inevitable. I've definitely spoken about this before on the podcast, but I've definitely fought it in the past of change, especially when it comes to changing careers or goals or anything like that. Not that I've changed careers, but my goals and priorities have definitely shifted. And dreams are something that I've always held on really tightly. And if there's ever a little bit of a shift in that, a lot of times I have a hard time with it. And something I've learned is that the longer that you really fight that thing, the longer you feel stressed, the longer you'll wait, and the longer things often won't happen or that you won't really feel 
fulfilled. You know, you might see things happen, but you might still have this restless feeling or just unfulfilling kind of aura around you, I guess you could say. And a lot of times it's because something is missing or something does need to change. And I think that is such a beautiful thing that God's given us this intuition to know, you know, when it's time to make a shift and that's his spirit alive in us. And I've definitely noticed that more this past year of opening myself up to that and opening myself up, you know, to the possibilities of college and even seeing styling from a different perspective has been so cool and something that I've actually learned to love over this year. It hasn't been easy by all means, as you've definitely seen over the podcast, but you know, something that I definitely needed to learn and things that I needed to unlearn. Number two is to not take yourself so seriously. And that often is really hard for me. I know that might sound weird as I am only 21, but I've always seen myself as older. I have a lot of older friends and I can be really hard on myself. I've talked about my journey as a perfectionist and someone with OCD. And it's just something that, you know, I can use as, as an excuse. I can use those things as an excuse for why I am the way I am, why I'm hard on myself, all of the things, instead of just brushing it off, having fun, enjoying that I am 21 and you know, not taking myself too seriously, not taking life too seriously. And, you know, I think of Ecclesiastes where it talks about, you know, enjoying life and that there is a season for everything. And I read that over quarantine and it can be a hard book to kind of grapple with and understand. But personally, I kind of found a lot of comfort in it because, you know, it does poke fun a little bit of the things that we hold on a pedestal so much, like our careers, our titles, all of those things, and, you know, where we are in life and our even our age of, oh my gosh, I thought I'd be this or be at this place or doing this thing, you know, by this age. And, you know, that's not what life's about. And I'm okay with that. So number two, like I said, don't take yourself too seriously. Number three is that it's okay to not know. Again, on that line of perfectionism and OCD of, you know, on a, even if you're not those things, or struggle with those things, I think there's a little bit of all of us that wants to know what tomorrow will hold. And we don't always get that. Actually, 99% of the time we don't get that because change is inevitable. And that's the beauty of life that everything isn't planned out no matter how hard we try. And that's okay of just leaning into that unknown and that uncomfortability and just getting comfortable with it. And 
being excited for what's next. Number four is enjoying the moment and realizing that joy is a choice. This past week, like I said, it wasn't the easiest for me mentally and I wasn't working much and I just got in my head in a lot of things, wasn't really giving myself a schedule each day, which I don't do that well with. And I just found myself wasting a lot of time, getting distracted, getting frustrated, not spending time with God much. And I just kind of found myself spiraling a little bit. And at the end of the week, I was doing a devotional and it talked about, you know, this idea that joy is a choice and that we can find things to enjoy and to be grateful for each and every day. It's just putting that perspective lens on our eyes and choosing to see the good. And that really made me shift my thoughts of the things during my day. Like, for example, last Friday, I drove to the beach to, you know, brighten my day up and in my week, right, in a sense, and couldn't really find parking. It was getting later and I was like, oh, maybe not. I should just go back home, whatever. And in that moment, I had a choice to be really frustrated that I drove all the way there or to be grateful that I still got to see the beach. I got to smell the ocean air. I got to see the waves and I got to see the sunset. And it was just that small shift that completely changed my perspective and my mood. And I was able to enjoy my night instead of sulking around. So choose to enjoy the moment. Number five is always look for gratitude. As I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, gratitude is truly everything. That is something I also didn't do last week and something that makes the hugest difference in my everyday life. Number six is take risk. Not in the negative sense of, you know, living a risky, careless life, but take risk in the way that you don't know unless you try. I think that we all have that dream, that thing that we would want to do and we say, oh, but in another life, instead of just going for it today and in this life, because we're so worried about failure, but take the risk. You, you never really know. And like I was saying earlier at the beginning of this podcast too, how you don't know unless you speak your mind and you can't really get help unless you speak what you need help on and ask for it, then take that small risk, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big jump. It can just be an accumulation of small steps and small jumps. And on that same note, number seven is stepping out of your comfort zone. That idea of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable that we don't always have to get so content where we just sit in the same place. I think there's such a difference between being content and being stagnant. Being content is an active choice and choosing to continue to move forward, 
but not to be restless. And being stagnant is just always staying the same. And choosing to be content and moving forward and taking the small risk, it it does take being uncomfortable. And dreaming, you know, takes being uncomfortable. We'll never get anywhere if we always stay the same. And we are fighting the change that is inevitable and the growth that is inevitable and that we all want to achieve. Number eight is it's okay to make mistakes. Those small failures that I was talking about before, you know, not everyone cares or notices to be honest about failures or mistakes in a way I actually find it comforting when I see someone shift gears or or say you know what that didn't work but at least I tried I'm like you know what that's so true and I never think badly about anyone who makes a mistake or fails at something. But for some reason, I always think that if I even take the smallest misstep, everyone's watching, everyone's laughing, everyone's poking fun. And that's just not true. We learn from our mistakes. We inspire others through our mistakes. Mistakes are so key to change and to growth. But I think in a way that we always try to avoid it when we should be leaning into it. Number nine is that you don't have to please everyone. This one, guys, is a hard one for me. (laughs) I am definitely a people pleaser more than I'd like to say. I mean, again, I think there's a small part in all of us that wants to be liked and wants to make others happy, which is a great thing, but it shouldn't be the only thing that drives us. If we please everyone, we actually please no one because it's an impossible task. We have to lose a bit of ourselves to even be able to do that. And if we lose ourselves in the process, there's really no point. Number 10 is that true confidence comes from within. It's really internal more than it is external. I always love the idea of having that God confidence, that assurance that comes from having faith. And one of my favorite verses is in Hebrews 10, and it's 1035 that says, So don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you need endurance so that after you've done God's will, you may receive what was promised. Confidence is eternal. It's what drives us to continue to pursue those goals and to receive God's inheritance and that promise that he has for us on the other side. It's that assurance of hope at the end of the day that we can have. And it doesn't come from, you know, anything material or even 
the assurance of people, but it really does come from within. It's something that can never be taken away. And it's something that I'm constantly working on, (laughs) especially in my 20s. And if you're in your 20s, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Confidence doesn't always come easy, but it is always there for us if we look for it. Number 11 is what we say or think really does have power for direction. And I remember when I had my friend Grace on this podcast, we talked a lot about this as well, about the power that our words really have. And it's that idea of speaking things into existence. And, you know, you hear a lot about manifesting. And I think really it can come from praying big prayers of speaking to friends in faith and having that God confidence. Like I just talked about that, what we say, what we think, what we believe really has power to come true. And on the other side of that too, it's what we're saying and what we're thinking about and to people as well. If we're speaking words of encouragement, that those things have power too in people's lives. We're all not meant to be people pleasers and hold those things, you know, on a pedestal, but they definitely do have power, what we think and what we say. Number 12 is good things aren't always the best things for us. (laughs) Another hard one. The thing, you know, that is good that might not be bad or detrimental in the moment, but it might not actually be the best option. And it might be a good opportunity that comes your way. I mean, I've definitely had those that, you know, it's a good opportunity. I say yes to it, but was it the best thing? Maybe not. Maybe it caused me to be a little burnout or a little tired. And it's just kind of protecting ourselves in that way. And trusting God to lead us to the best that he has for us and not settling for what's just good. I know that I never want to live a life that's just settling for what's not God's best because I know that even my best isn't God's best, if that makes sense. His way is always going to be 1,000 times better in our way. Number 13 is you don't have to do it all. If you're an overachiever like me, then you know the struggle of wanting to do everything because you think that your way is the best way and also that perfectionism that creeps in a little bit. I know with school, this always always creeped up of wanting to have every part in the group project, wanting to have my hand on everything. And even now as I go more into the workforce and dream, I want to be able to do everything. I have a thousand dreams at once. And sometimes it's hard for me to narrow it down to focusing on one thing and letting the other things go. And it doesn't mean that I'm letting them go forever. Just It might not be that best thing for right now. 
And it's realizing that, you know, that's okay, that we weren't created to do everything because if we were, then we wouldn't need God. And that's obviously not the point. And we can't do it all. And that's okay. That's why we have God. And that's why we can be dependent on him to help us to do the things that we need to do and discern what the best things really are. Number 14, time works for you, not against you. What I mean by that is use what you have right now. Use what's in your hands. Don't work against the time that you've been given by wasting it on what could be or looking so far in the future that you don't even realize what you have right now. What you have right now is going to get you to that next thing. Even in the wait, there's purpose. Even if it seems like nothing's happening, something is happening. Whether it's building a more intimate relationship with God, whether it's developing more self-care habits. I know I had to work on both of those this past year for sure of creating good boundaries, good routines, good habits, of falling in love with reading my Bible, with journaling, things that I needed that if I didn't have the time to do and to work on myself and to get in routines of fitness, of health, of reading my Bible, I would have never stopped on my own to do that. So just realizing that whether it's a busy season or a slow season, time is a gift. And what you've been given right now is a blessing. Number 15, you are in charge of your own boundaries. I've said this before on this podcast. I used to always hand over my calendar, metaphorically speaking, and let everyone else fill it before I even looked at it. But I've learned over this past year that it's okay to say no. And the only one that can set boundaries is myself. It's not really a boundary if everyone else sets them for you. And usually if other people are setting them for you, there's probably a huge lack of boundaries like there wasn't my life. And, you know, these past weeks, that's something that I have been proud of myself of doing is starting to say no to things and not saying yes to every opportunity or, you know, staying out with my friends when I should be in bed sleeping and getting ready for work the next day. It's the small steps and the small boundaries that truly make the biggest difference. Just listening to your body, listening to what you actually need. It really all goes back to the good things aren't always the best things, right? I mean, hanging out with your friends, it could be a good thing, but is staying out to midnight talking to them really the best for you? Maybe not. Number fifth, number 16. We just did 15. Number 16, it's okay to ask for help. 
and speak your mind. This is that point that I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast that I said we would come back to. Ask for help, even if it's just a friend or just a family member. And for me this year, it also looked like therapy. It's not a bad thing to ask for help. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're less than. It really means that you're strong enough to know what you need and that you can't do it on your own. We're not meant to. That's why we have the community that we have. That's why friends, that's why church, that's why organizations are in general are just so important to building authentic, real community that we can support each other in, that we can speak our mind in and ask questions. Because like I said before, no one really knows what you're going through, what you're feeling until you open up and share and you allow others to speak into you, to build you up, to give you that affirmation or the answers that you need. And this also goes to prayer life as well. This year, I really started testing my prayer life more, I guess you could say, of praying big prayers, dreaming big dreams, of speaking those out to others and God and knowing that God doesn't shy away from the big dreams or the big questions, the big prayers. We can give it all to him. He's there to listen. Number 17 is surrender is a practice, not a one-time thing. Another hard one. I think we've all been there where we throw up our hands and we're like, okay, God, it's all yours. And then the next week we try to take it all back and we're like, oh, but I already surrendered that. I've definitely learned this past year that it's a constant practice and really a daily practice of just surrendering each day, surrendering every thought, every motivation, every dream, something that's constant that we constantly have to remind ourselves of. And we have to constantly give it all back to God and remind ourselves of who's really in control. Number 18, moving right along. I am not what I do. A huge, huge one. Probably the most monumental that I've learned (laughs) for being 21 is that I am not what I do. I often fall back on this one because it is, I guess you could say, a habit of my mind to think that my title and opportunities and what I do is who I am. And it's just not true. God's given us all a new identity that's so much bigger than just what someone at our workplace says that we do or the title that we have. We're so much bigger than that. We're chosen, we're a new creation, all of these things. Number 19 is along the same line. Purpose 
isn't just our job title. Our purpose actually comes from God. Again, it doesn't come from our boss. It doesn't come from our friends. I love this message that I heard at church about purpose. And my pastor was talking about how our job is actually only like 15, 20%, if that, of our actual purpose. Our purpose here is so much bigger than that. I find that so encouraging and so freeing to know that, wow, I don't have to be confined by just a job, that I can be a multifaceted human being and be living out my purpose in so many different ways. Number 20, I am not my feelings. So on that same note of identity, which again, probably my most monumental thing that I've learned this year is about who I am in Christ. And one of those is, yeah, I'm not my feelings. And we talked about this last week when I was talking about my journey with anxiety. It's so easy to say to anxiety and to stress and all of those things that those are the things that define us, that tell us who we are, that we are confined by just how we feel instead of seeing those things as indicators to what we need to change to what's going on in our mind at that moment instead of saying, oh, this is who I am. No, it's it's just a moment in time. It doesn't confine us. Our feelings don't have to be the end of the story. They just help us on the journey. And number 21, the last one for today, is that every piece of us is on purpose. That even in our insecurity, we are living out that purpose, that calling, that our insecurity can actually be one of our biggest blessings. And I'm actually going to have a whole podcast about this because it's something that really is strongly on my heart that The things that we battle with most are often the things that we are called to. I've always heard that, you know, what frustrates you in life is often the thing that you're called to change. And I think it goes the same with insecurity. You know, if we are insecure in that one area of our life, could it be that the enemy's actually attacking what we're gifted in and what we're called to help others in as well. I think it's definitely something to consider when it comes to insecurity. And again, it goes back to the importance of perspective trip, perspective shift. And I think of Paul, you know, when he says, oh, the talks about the thorn in his side. And it's one of those things that the thorn in our side can either stop us or push us forward. I think of the quote, that I've posted on the Love Kinsey podcast Instagram that says, your calling is going to crush you, 
your oil is not cheap. And for me personally, I think of that in terms of insecurity and what I'm insecure about in my own life and choosing to see it in the perspective of calling that my insecurity that I'm facing could be the thing that I'm actually called to and called to help people in. So that's it for the 21 things that I've learned at 21. And I hope you enjoyed this. And I will talk to you guys soon. As always, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Love Kinsey Podcast. And if you like today's podcast, then be sure to leave a review on Apple Reviews. Love you guys.